Hey, how you doing? How are you? How your mama now? How your cousin Pookie? How your Uncle Ray Ray doing? He still scamming people? He got out of jail yet? No? You still putting money on his books? Okay, then that's that's not my business, nor is it here or there. Neither here or there. Whatever you want to say. Look, it's, it's cold. It's cold as a Mickey flick outside. And I live in the South, and it is cold. This should not be happening, Jesus. And people want to say global warming ain't real. <laughs> anyway, I know... I know I'm late this week with my episode. I'm trying to stick to a schedule of like Sunday or Monday, somewhere earlier in the week. But baby, life happens. <laughs> and that I, I didn't I didn't record this week. And or not earlier in the week when I should have. So I know, I know you cussing me out. I know you you angry actually i don't i don't give a damn about none of that i want my episode i know i know i'm sorry okay but i'm gonna need you to stop yelling at me through your phone through your speaker through your headphones however you listening to this i'm gonna need you to stop yelling at me okay i'm sensitive don't do that get you some hot chocolate maybe you can spike it whatever you like to spike it with i'm not here to judge you honey and and you know calm yourself a little bit warm up cuddle with your boo get under a nice fluffy fuzzy blanket and snuggle up and if you by yourself baby spread out in your own bed or cuddle up with that hot chocolate that spiked hot chocolate and wrap up in your blanket and you're gonna be just fine and we're going to be just fine. Welcome to a new episode of Uniquely Spoken. Okay, so you know what time it is. Time for just scrolling. Now, I would be remiss if I did not touch on because i had something else picked for just scrolling <laughs> but this this jill scott video if you have not seen the jill scott video let me let me tell you something honey jill scott showed off some skills jill got the skills honey to never have to worry about paying a bill or where her next meal is coming from do you hear me jill was at a live show and I don't know what song she was singing, but it had my brother talking about when the next time Jill Scott having a live show in Mississippi. You know, and I always overlook my brother, but I, I don't know why I was tickled. But this Jill Scott video, um, basically she's using the mic and demonstrating how, you know, she get out in the bedroom. We'll say that. And if you have not seen it, you can go to Instagram. Instagram is where I saw it. But I looked and she was like the second most searched um, person or second most searched topic or whatever on Google. She was a trending topic on Twitter. Um, If you go to Instagram and you type in hashtag Jill Scott, the video pops up. Look. I told a friend of mine, 
in the group chat. I was like, Jill got me out here learning some things, ready to do some things, ready to finesse some people. Then I thought about it. I was like, I'm lying. I ain't finna use none of this. I ain't finna use none of this skill. But Jill, baby, props to you. Jill said, don't play with her. She she really gonna... No, no, I can't say that. Mm. <laughs> let's, let's, just, let's just keep it at Jill got skill, okay? So, what I originally was going to touch on for just scrolling... You know how you watching TV and, you know, you stop on something because it pop out to you? So, this just scrolling would be about something I saw on TV. So I watch, I have a habit of watching court shows and stuff with my grandma, and then I end up watching them by myself. So this particular episode of a court show, I think it was with, uh, what's that woman's name? Uh, Lord, I cannot think of her name. Allridge, Christina Allridge, or Gloria Allridge, my bad, I'm sorry. And she had this couple in her courtroom. This woman was suing for the cost of her wedding. Now, she was suing this girl that popped up. And you know how they give you the, uh, do anybody have just reason why these two should not be getting married? Okay. There was a girl that popped up at her wedding that said, your groom, I feel like you should know your groom is the father of my child. Of my two and a half year old child. Now, this is the woman that she's suing. She's getting married. She thought it was a joke. It was not. They stopped the wedding to go in the back to talk. Because she looked at the groom and said, you know, please tell me this is a joke. Please tell me she's being funny. And he said, babe, I got something to tell you. Now... <laughs> At that point, nah, dog. <laughs> we finished. We finna finish doing what we doing, or this finna turn into a funeral. Ain't no, I got something to tell you. Mm-mm. Ain't none of that. So, watching the episode, the groom, her groom, her husband, soon to be husband, is sitting on the side with the baby mama in the courtroom. Um. Sir, I don't know if you just never been to court before or you, you know, you're a little slow coming to the curb. You're supposed to be over there with your wife. Why are you with the baby mama? So, the episode progressed and he found out that he is the father of the child. And the girl, the baby mama said, well, I had no other way of getting in touch with him. He has a very common name. I hired a private investigator and I found out about the wedding through a friend of mine. So obviously your private investigator shouldn't have been paid. He didn't do, he or she didn't do that good of a job. If you just found out about the wedding, just so happened to find out about the wedding through a friend of yours. What did you pay the private investigator for? Because obviously you you did his job or your friend did his job. But she was like, well, this was the only chance I had and I couldn't do, I couldn't reach him any other type of way. I tried and it didn't work and he's blocked me from forms of social media. Now the judge asked the, you know, the baby daddy, the husband, the groom. You know, um, 
why didn't the why didn't the wedding take place? He said, Well, Your Honor, I'm a traditionalist and I believe a child should be raised in the same household as the mother and father. The baby mama said, I didn't ask him to stop the wedding. I didn't ask him not to marry her. I wanted us to be adults about it and just set up child support and he'd be a part of his child's life. But he made that decision to stop the wedding. And that's when he said, you know, he wanted to be a traditionalist. The judge said, well, you weren't really traditional when (laughs) the baby was created. That's not being traditional, which is true. Now, the wife who is suing, uh, you know, she would have been a wife, but she was like, well, I'm holding the baby mama responsible because had she not done this, we will be married. We will be happily married. Now, they apparently had been together for five years. Your son or his son is two and a half. Um, ma'am, sis, honey, sweetheart. Baby, somebody, some, you, you need to have a conversation with the Lord. I got slightly got distracted. That's why I paused. <laughs> but you need to have a conversation with the Lord because he stepped out on you and created a whole child and did not tell you about it. So this is my question to you. Who do you blame? Who do you put the blame on? Do you put the blame on the groom solely because he created the child and never said anything and knew he has to have known about this child because the child was like I said was two and a half about three years old now or do you put the blame on the baby mama for coming to the wedding and bringing all of this out in front of the guests in front of everyone who do you put the blame on do you say well she knew she had to have known he was in a relationship because he tried to tell the judge, well, we had sex one time and that's when the baby was created. And the baby mama standing next to him saying, I don't know why he's trying to make this seem like it was a one time thing. And we hooked up several times. This was almost a relationship. And the judge asked him, you know, well, how many times did y'all hook up? He said about five or six. So, sir, you just committed perjury. Your ass need to go to jail. But, hey, the judge um asked the wife or the bride, do you think he used this as an excuse to get out of marrying you? The woman was like, no, because we were together for five years. I was in love with him. I'm still in love with him. I know he's in love with me. She's suing because now she got to go to therapy and she have anxiety over what happened and not being married and all of these other things. Do you put the blame more so on the groom or on the baby mama? Should Yes, the bride deserves to know, but should she have waited to after the wedding? Should she have gone to the bride before the wedding? or? Should she have done what she did and say, well, this is my last option. So ding dong, 
you got a baby. You know, not only do you get a groom today, you not only do you get a husband, but you get a stepson. It's a package deal. Who do you put the blame on? Me personally, I put the blame the blame on the groom more so because the woman ended up losing her case because there was a law that was abolished apparently because that said basically the woman had a right to inform the bride how she did it she was practicing free speech and she could not be sued or held liable for what happened following the um her uh outburst and so the woman she couldn't she couldn't get any money now I blame the groom because he should have let his wife or bride know way ahead of time when the child was created. He said, well, in five years, this is the only time I stepped out. And that don't, that don't mean nothing to me. This is the only time you stepped out. Okay, this don't need to be the only time you step out. Well, you shouldn't have stepped out, period. My bad. <laughs> Backtrack. You shouldn't have stepped out, period. But, like I said, who do you put the blame on? The groom for not saying anything? Or the baby mama for saying it, where she said it, and when she said it? Let me know. It's time for Unique Thoughts. This episode on Unique Thoughts. Do y'all remember this song? I know, I know you singing along to it and you hate that's where it ended. So we're going to go ahead and finish it out. We, let's let's start it over. Oh, Jesus, I can't sing tonight. So what you going to say? What would you do if your son was at home crying all alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry? And the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money. And his daddy's gone somewhere smoking rock now in and out of lockdown. I ain't got a job now. So for you, this is just a good time. But for me, this is what I call life. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. You know, I was a little shaky on the vocals. I ain't even going to lie to you. I ain't going to lie to myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> y'all know the song. Y'all remember the song? You were just bopping to it, right? Head bobbing, singing along and everything. Have you ever really listened to the words to the song? Like, this this is my thoughts. This woman was going through it. This young girl was going through it. Everybody sing this song. Everybody bop to this song. Everybody, you know, what would you do if your son was at home? Hey, this everybody's song, right? But when you really stop, like, don't get caught up in the beat, but you really stop and listen to it. This young girl was just going through it. She, her and her sister left home so her daddy wouldn't rape her. She been stripping for a long time. She didn't have to prostitute. So, you know, her son could eat. And it's like, oh, 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 honey. Oh, baby girl. Baby girl, baby girl. It is... It hits you because it, it hits you all of a sudden. Like, okay, maybe I should, maybe this shouldn't be as good as it is, or I shouldn't be dancing to it as hard as I am, or bobbing my head to it as hard as I am, because this was somebody that's real. 
life. Like she said, she was, you know, what would you do if your son was at home crying on the lawn on the bedroom floor because he's hungry? And the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money. One, ma'am, they're going to call child protective services because why is he at home alone? How old is your son? They're going to call them folks on you and this is going to turn into a whole new song. Then you're going to have a song about fighting the justice system to get your son back because you left him at home all alone on the bedroom floor crying and screaming because he's hungry. Then you admit in prostituting, basically. you sleeping with a man for a little bit of money because his daddy's gone. And some of y'all prostituting because you sleeping with a man for a little bit of money. Some of y'all are not even getting money. You just sleeping with the man. Or with the woman, baby. I ain't here to judge you. But if some of y'all prostitute, well, does that count as prostitute? You sleeping with a man to get your rent paid? Or you sleeping with a man to keep your cable on? Or you sleeping with a man for a two for 20 meal? Like, want, want better for yourself. You know, I said in episode one, this, this was podcast is gonna be about figuring it out i want you to figure out your life where you ain't sleeping with a man for or a woman for a little bit of money for a two for 20 meal from chili's <laughs> so sometimes like I, y'all know y'all know by this by episode by this episode you know this three but y'all know by now i get on these little side sideways rants these little side thoughts but it's called unique thoughts for a reason. But okay, back to the song. You sleeping with a man for a little bit of money and his dad is gone. Somewhere smoking rock now, in and out of lockdown. I ain't got a job now. Um so once again they're gonna call you call these folks on you, ma'am, because the dad is smoking rock and you got him around your son. Or shit, I guess he ain't around your son. I'm not helping. I like I'm really not helping. But like, ma'am, ma'am, now you don't have a job. How is it that you don't have a job because the daddy's somewhere smoking rock and in and out of lockdown? I feel like sometimes we get so wrapped up in other people and their tragedies and they battles that we shift our focus from us to them. And trying to figure out how we can get them out of their storms no honey you got to face your own storm now you ain't got a job and you say you know for you this is just a good time but for me this is what i call life now i ain't against stripping okay i, I ain't nowhere near against stripping get your money however you choose to get it as long as you can deal with the consequences of it now you know in my younger days, because I'm I'm older and wiser now. In my younger days, I did a little dance, did a little stripping, got a little money. But let me stop playing, because this, this is going to be people that hear this for real and be like, oh my God, she was a stripper. No, I wasn't a stripper for real. There was an instance where I danced, <laughs> was dancing at a club and got some money for it. <laughs> but that's, that's something completely different because the dude that gave me the money was drunk. And I still happily took the money and went and bought food after the club. So, <laughs> yeah, there's that. But, see, this is, this is what I do. I get, side, I get sidetracked. 
But you saying you ain't got a, you saying you ain't got a job now. And basically stripping was your last option. This was your only option. And if you watch the video, you see at the end of the video that she gets off the stage, she stops stripping, and she goes home to her son. Now, um, ma'am, like I said, I'm not against stripping. Get your money how you need to get your money. But also, worry about your son first. You know, okay, daddy not there. Mama need to get it how mama need to get it. Uh, sleeping with a man for a little bit of money is not the only way you can get it. Stripping is not the only way you can get it. It's fast money. But anything, a saying that I've always heard is anything that come or anyone that comes into your life fast will leave even faster. So fast money ain't always good money. It's good at the time because it's temporarily solving a problem. But fast money, it enters your life fast and it leaves even faster. Now your son crying again because once again he hungry. Now you got to sleep with a man for a little bit of money. And you coming back to the realization that his daddy gone. Somewhere smoking rock now. In and out of lockdown, and you ain't got a job now. You still ain't got a job. You went, so you back to stripping, stripping at a party, stripping at a club, whatever the case may be. But you back to stripping. Do better. Want better. I understand this is for, you know, it was for you and your family. And this is somebody's real life story, I believe. So maybe, maybe I shouldn't be. Like, I'm not passing judgment, but maybe I shouldn't be giving this many opinions about it. But what can I say? It's unique thoughts. Hey, honey. This week for Hey, Honey, or this episode, I keep saying this week, and I might just stick to this week because I'm going to try to keep to posting an episode a week. But this week for Hey, Honey is a topic and the topic is you are enough you are enough and i told y'all in the first episodes for the hey honeys i'm giving this to you i'm giving you encouraging words but i'm also giving them to myself so sometimes Maybe I should do it more often than I do now, but sometimes I have to remind myself that you are enough. You are enough in situations where people try to belittle what you do, the things that you have done, and they bring up the things that you're not doing or things that have yet to be done, but they overlook everything that you have done. No. You are enough. What you do is enough. What you do for other people is enough. You showing up for other people and you showing up for yourself is enough. I say that because earlier this week, probably like uh, a day or two ago, I found myself being aggravated and really hurt. Hurt more than aggravated because basically... 
I'm the person that in my family, in my household, make sure everybody gets uh, take the medicine they're supposed to take. Um, if they take medicine, if they sick, I'm the one taking care of them or like the little things to be done around the house, dealing with the dog or whatever the case may be. I'm the one that gets it done more of the time. And basically I was hurt because I was told what I wasn't doing by one person and it's well you know I don't get no help with this and I I mean it's not like you you ask can you help me when that wasn't the case it it never been the case and it hurt because it, it make you think like well maybe I'm not doing enough maybe I should be asking what to do more maybe I should try harder in a sense but then like I I I had to sit with myself and stick my headphones in cut on some meditation music and I'm trying to do better with meditating and try it more often than besides when I just get upset but I had to come back to myself and was like wait a minute but I'm the one that even like even though I was mad at the time, I kept my word and did what dealt with medicine and stuff like that that I said that I was going to do. So even though I was mad, I did it, and you know I went and put my headphones and stuff on because at that point I I really didn't want to be bothered anymore. And like I said, I had to come to myself and was like, "But wait, yo, um." No, this one instance or this comment is not going to take away from the things that I already do, that I know I do. And I have to remind myself of that more because at the time at the or at the moment I'm not employed, so and I live at home. I'm not happy about it, but I'm thankful that I have a place to call home and I have a roof over my head. I can't, I can't complain. I'm not going to lie. At times I do because I don't have the privacy that I used to have. And it sucks. It sucks because at times I compare myself to other people, which I know I shouldn't, but it happens. Um, And it's like, well, maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe, you know, this is my fault. And I have to take ownership for part of it because I got home and I got complacent after college. I got comfortable after college and I fell back into the habit of being everything for everybody. And I'm, I have to tell myself that I'm enough because at times I forget because of my situation or because of my circumstance I can forget. No, Shanita, you're enough. Look at what you do for everybody. Now, I don't show up for myself like I should. I show up more for other people. I'm the the cheerleader, the nurse, the, you know, the encouraging person, the you can do it. I'm the strong person. 
but that at a certain point that strength is tested and that strength kind of whittles away and i don't even think whittles was the right word i think windows that's neither here nor there but i'm always the one that has that has to be okay for everybody else at least that's what it feels like and it gets to a point where it sucks because well what happens when i'm not strong or i can't be strong then the guilt sets in well you have to be you have to be this for this person and i have to tell myself no i'm enough the way i am therefore you are enough the way you are Putting out the energy you put out is enough. You have to show up for yourself first. And like I said, this is something I'm figuring out. This is something I'm learning. I heard um, Iyanla Van Zandt once once give this demonstration or give this um, quote that says, you know, you have to fill up your cup. Let your cup overflow. What it, what is in the cup is for you. What flows over from the cup is for everybody else. Because you can't serve anyone from an empty cup. Fill your cup up. Fill your cup up with the I am enough. I am joy. I am peace. I am great. I am amazing. I am love, I am a queen, or I am a king, I am a goddess, I am a masterpiece. Fill your cup up. Know that you are enough. Stand in you being enough. Nobody else can say, well, because of this, you're not enough. Because of that, you're not enough. No, baby, I'm enough. A lot of times, I can be more than enough. But I have to be enough for myself first. So, fill in the blank. I am. I wait. Fill in the blank. I am. I wait. One more time. Fill in the blank. I am. Very good. You get a cookie for the day. I'm not buying you a cookie, but you get a figurative cookie. And that cookie says, I am enough. Hey, honey, go ahead about your day. And stand in your enoughness. Even if it's not a word, it's a word today. Enoughness. made it we made it through episode three yes lord we've made it to the end we've made it to unique speaks now i told y'all last episode that this week i would do some of my poetry and um i'm gonna have people wringing my neck if i don't do it so the title of this poem is called unique And I hope 
it resonates with you because everyone is unique everyone is unique in their own special way be it their speech their style um who they are as a person whatever the case may be baby rock your uniqueness and i hope you like the poem so here we go unique you and i Q-U-E. A six-letter word that, according to Webster's definition, means being of one or a sample of. Well, my definition, unique, means me. Unique is a new answer I give to every ignorant person that walks up and asks, What are you? As if me being a woman and human just doesn't suffice. I now tell them that I am unique. And that there's a neatness to my uniqueness. And to those who attempt to rise against me, it's their weakness. Because I refuse to choose to conform into the images that you're used to. And for those, or for some, it would be an issue. But there will be those who try to object to the progress of you and your uniqueness. My thing is, how can you object to God's object? Just because you don't see the overwhelming abilities for you and your uniqueness. So, excuse me if I can't scratch that. I won't be the spokesperson for your insecurities. Because, see, my God told me in his word that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And shame on you if you don't think the same. See, I love my people, but my people should be ashamed. Once kings and queens, now we've decided to divide ourselves into two teams. Team light skin and team dark skin. Well, baby, I'm part of the best team. Team God sent. And with that being said, I can hold my head up high and poke my chest out far and rep my uniqueness. Thank you that's it (laughs) this has been another episode of uniquely spoken this is your girl red signing off for episode three remember until next time l-o-v-e it's all we need talk to you soon